and welcome to the Unashamed Podcast, where we just want to talk to you about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. All right, and we are doing another read-along, but it's not Yolanda Olson this time, guys. Take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be okay. We're pretty sure this has a happy ending. <laughs> or just happiness at all. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Here's the thing. So I saw a review on or in one of my book groups on Facebook that I'm in. Whenever she recommends something, it's this lady in my in the group that I'm in. Whenever she recommends something, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in there. Because every time she recommends a book, it's like super, super good. She actually went live in the group to say that this is the book that like broke her. <laughs> that she never cries at any of the books she's read and that this is the one that she cried reading. So, and she just gave it, like, high, high accolades. She said it was, like, an 11 out of 5. So, I'm in there. I'm I'm excited. I completely trust her opinion. So, then I went, well, I sent a screenshot to Courtney, and then I went to Kindle to look at the book. And it currently, as we are recording right now, is at 230 reviews, and it's still at a complete 5 stars, which is kind of crazy. So, also, the book is, I mean, it's in the title, but the book is Requiem by Callie Hart. Yes. I've actually read Callie Hart. She did the Crooked Sinners. I've read read a few of hers, and I like her. Yeah. The, yeah, the Crooked Sinners series. I read the Crooked Sinners. I think I've even talked about them. It was also really good. I I think she's written oh you know what she also did the blood and roses series yeah that was my She's that was one of my first ever like introductions to kink was the blood and roses series yeah i read it i can't say i was the hugest fan but it wasn't you know it wasn't bad i was um, very new to uh smut at the time and i remember i really liked it but i also didn't have a whole lot of books under my belt but I've read quite a few of her series, actually. I'm scrolling through right now. I think when I read The Blood and Roses, I just went through and read, like, all of the books that she had out. But she's obviously released quite a few things since then. But she everything has... she had out at the time, I read. So, uh, and she's really, uh, she's a great writer. So, um, yeah. I'm excited to delve into this. Also, it's standalone, which is nice. So, this is going to be just a... A little shorter the last couple have been so yeah so basically it seems like the main female character so it's an enemies to lovers is what it says a main female character uh looks like her best friend died and she's coming after this guy for revenge and he has his own secrets so he, well I and don't he know. says it says in the blurb you know he says that she has no idea what it's getting herself into and she's going to get herself fucking killed. And But she's in here like, oh, I'm going to be a badass bitch and I'm going to hold his worthless heart in my hand. And I don't know. I, you know, I'm assuming she's under the impression that he killed her best friend. Maybe they were dating or, you know, something I, like that. I have no idea. Okay, so I've seen two different reviews that said it's best to go in blind and I just stopped looking at reviews after that because I I kind of enjoy going into books blind. 
I don't. Oh, I'm dying over here. Thanks for that. I didn't read any reviews because you said that as I was going to look at the reviews. And so I didn't. And now I'm like, oh, I need to know things, but I don't yeah. want to spoil it because we're going to know the things together. I'll look at like the star ratings and then I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then if, if it seems like it's going to be like kind of plot heavy, then I'll just go in blind. I, I don't want to know. I want to be surprised. Well, I'm excited to delve in. Uh, so we're going to go to chapter 16, which is like exactly 50%. That's that's when we'll check back in. So yes. we're going to read the first half. We'll check back in at chapter 16. And then we'll read the second half. And then we'll check back in at the end of the book. So if you are reading along with us, which we would love it if you would, go ahead and pause here and we'll check back in at the end. All right, we are back. Yep, chapter 16, halfway through. Ignore All my right. sexy sleep voice, I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have some theories. You have some theories too? Yeah. Um, I have a couple theories. Some are more outlandish than others. Yeah. Well, so this book is nothing like the blurb, like I thought it would be when I read the blurb. It's nothing. It's exactly like I thought it would be when I read the blurb. Did you? Because it doesn't seem like they're at each other's throats. They don't even really seem super, like, enemies. Like, he's the only person, like, that defended her, really. And yeah. he has not – I thought this was going to have, like, a little more bully element. Like, he was going to be going after her super hard. Well – I haven't seen it at all. We also haven't seen his POV yet. No. Coming. Yeah, 16 chapters, and it's all been her so far. Yeah, and he – I think I think he starts on chapter 18, his point of view. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, her best friend did die. <laughs> Uh, apparently she was in the car, but she has no memory of being in the car with Theo Merchant and then her best friend, Rachel, and they had been dating and then he was like drunk or high or whatever. He crashed the car. Supposedly he crashed the car and she died, but he brought up a good point in the last like couple chapters where he said that, isn't it weird how, I crashed the car, Rachel died, and you have no scratches on you? Yeah. So I I have some weird theories. Plus, there's someone named Henry. Yeah, my weird theory, and I don't even know how it would work. I just, it's a really, like, out there theory is that she is Rachel. And that she lost her memories. Like, like as if she had, like, some kind of mental disorder or mental break or whatever because Rachel talks to her all the time and she responds so what if she for yeah, but so nobody long else that thought that Rachel was there or whatever and that she th this is why it's outlandish I don't think this is going to be it but I'm just saying that he's said some things and she's said some things that lead me to believe that they did not meet how she thinks they met I don't think that they met the way she thinks that they do either. I think that she's not – I think she has family. So, like, the merchants are super big, right? Like, they're an old, rich family. I think that instead of being – I think Ruth, the chick who runs the foster care system, 
mm-hmm. was part of her maybe being taken from her family or something and that he knows her because he knew her her family and that's why her memories are all weird and i think ruth definitely was involved in killing rachel oh 100% see more likely than uh her actually being rachel i just think having like would... some kind of mental break i yeah, think well, cuz nobody at the school everybody or at least uh one of her friends you know noelani they knew Rachel. She had gone that to that school. But she's the, the only one. Well, she never talked to anybody else about but Rachel. I'm just but... saying, like, no one else has said anything about Rachel. No one in this whole school. And I think, for one, that's weird. So what if it was kind of one of those, like, hush-hush things around the school? Like, she goes away for break and maybe she does get into an accident or whatever, or I don't know, and has this mental break. And everyone in the school is told beforehand, you know, like, we're going to be sensitive about it and whatever. Because, like, who knows, really, you know? And, but then there's also, like, the things, there's things that, like, make me think it could be the case. And, like, one of those everybody's in on it kind of things. Or there's a lot of things that make me think that's not the case. I don't know. But I think that more likely Ruth is the bad guy. And that she has somehow, like, managed to fuck with her memories or something. Because she says that – she said that she was told that she told them about the accident. Yeah, because supposedly she was in the back seat when the car crashed but she, she only a has like fuzzy memories passing. but not not anything else like yeah she she only has like little flashes of like hearing theo say you know things here and there she doesn't Grab really have wheel, any memory her mouth like is that. on my dick and things like that like yeah which also i feel like means that some other guy was in the car and maybe it's this mysterious henry person because her memory is super unreliable as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust anything about Ruth and the Falcon House or whatever. I trust nothing about that. Like, they sent her to, I'm assuming it's a group home, a girls' group home within the foster care system. And they're essentially training these girls to, like, fight. And, like, they treat them like little mini soldiers, which is sketchy as fuck. Yeah. Now, there's something off about that house. Like... There's something very, like, secret society-esque about that foster home. And that's why I'm like, anything could be fucking possible. That's true. Yeah, and she does have sketchy memories. I mean, she has memories, I guess, of before Falcon House. So maybe she wasn't, like, kidnapped. But can we really trust her faulty memories regardless? Right, or maybe, like, maybe those are Rachel's family members. Yeah, and she was... I don't know, because there was that picture. Uh, so Theo had come into Sorrel's room, and he was like, who are the people in the picture? Tell me about him. And she was like, oh, it's just a stock photo. And he was like, no, it's not. So I don't know. Yeah, like I just feel like whatever it is, Sorrel is going to be the butt of the joke. Oh, for sure. She doesn't have her memories, but other people around her know what's going on. Principal Ford definitely know something yeah she's yeah i i don't know if she is complicit with the bad guys or the good guys yet 
but she's definitely in in the know of something. Yeah, because Ruth was able to have a conversation with her in front of Principal Ford. And Theo didn't think twice about getting into an argument with Ruth in front of Principal Ford. Well, yeah, and when... But, But Sorrel couldn't be there. Yeah. Well, and then when Ruth hit Theo... At the end of that argument, like, it's not like Principal Ford. You don't see any, like, commotion where she's going, oh, my God, you just hit one of my students. She just kind of, like, calmly separates the situation and takes Theo back to the golf cart to get back yeah. to the school. It was, yeah, there's there's so many sketchy vibes going on around the school and that foster home and all of it. I'm- also, also that she knows we- music that she knows was special to Rachel but doesn't know how or why or when she's heard it before she knows i think i think she fucking was the one that was with might have been the one that was with Theo that night instead of Rachel maybe she yeah maybe she is Rachel maybe that's her real name and they're just calling her Sorel and implanting these memories of Rachel being another person in the group home with her because she says a lot of things that don't make sense about the fact that Rachel grew up in this group home with her. Like, Rachel doesn't seem to be a fighter. She also doesn't seem... She was a very, very smart, gifted student with a photographic memory who was a little boy crazy and wanted high school experiences. Whereas yeah. Sarah is this antisocial, super good fighter... And it just doesn't seem that if Rachel had grown up in the same group home that Sorrel did, it doesn't make sense to me that Rachel wouldn't have a little bit more closer to an attitude of Sorrel. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe Sorrel is Rachel and they just kind of implanted this other person. Like, you know, when they when Rachel quote unquote died, then they implanted like Sorrel to who she is now. Then she just remembers there being a Rachel. Yeah, and it kind of her brain, yeah, maybe her brain did, like, rewire, like, oh, this was my best friend, and now she's dead, because yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited. We're Like, as if there was, like, some kind of trauma that triggered a mental break. There's been so many things that- You may be right. That could set that up. I'm not saying that I think it's likely that that'll be it. I'm not- I'm not positive on anything. Well, yeah. And I'm just saying, like, there could be an underlying, like, everybody's in on it kind yeah. of thing. Well, and I also thought that it was weird that uh, – see, there's things that just don't make sense about that, too. Like, everybody called her a newborn when she went back to school. And also, the people, like, the mean girls around her made, like, you know, vague mentionings of, like, this is the first – you know, basically meeting her for the first time. They're like, oh, those freaky eyes – but they also were like, yeah, but there was also kind of like they already knew all of her information and like whatever. And she's like, oh, they think just because they looked you up. Like, but what if it was actually information? Like, who were those people in the photograph? You know what I mean? Yeah. Her dad was like a biochemical engineer or a chemical engineer or whatever. So maybe that's true. And then maybe that's Ooh. how her fucking memories got so this is, Yeah. That's the first time that I've seen a theory, thought that theory. But now that you're saying all that, it makes sense. And I'm hoping it's not that. But it is weird to me how it's what been – it hasn't been that long. Yes. What the last school year that oh, yeah. Leo and Rachel were together – and he was apparently goo goo guy 
you know, he was all over her and in love with her. And then all of a sudden he's like transferring all that onto Sorrel this year. It's been a mm -hmm. mere months, like not even a full entire year. And it was, she died one month before school started. Yeah. So it was, it, yeah, it's been what, four, four months max? Something like that. Yeah. You know, the time, there's some time skips in the book. So, I mean, it hasn't been very long at all. And all of a sudden he's like, I can't help how I feel like I'm in love with you, Sorrel. And she's like, that yeah. is insane. Which, understandably, if, you know, my best friend's boyfriend all of a sudden was like, oh, I'm in love. I'd be like, you're a psychopath. That's not how this works. But that's why I'm like, that That was one of the biggest red flags for me. I was like, are is Rachel and Sorrel the same person? Like, I, I hope not. This would be devastating. Devastating psychological drama. And I can see it now, though. Now that you've kind of laid it all bare, I'm like, oh, I guess that could make There's sense. There's been some things where, where he was like, are you sure that's how Rachel died? Mm -hmm. Are you sure? I thought maybe it's just because... He knew that, like, Ruth and Henry had something to do with it, which I still don't know who Henry is, and I need to know. He knew, and then, like, they took her memory of it. And what if he's Henry? <gasps> no, he's got to be Theo Merchant. They know all about the Merchant. <laughs> Come on. Well, because he's like, oh, well, he's just another one of Ruth's pet projects. But, like, how does he know so much about it? That I'm wondering if maybe his family helps fund the little fostered super soldiers because – Theo alluded to the fact that she has boys and girls because Sorrel said, oh, she only has like a house for girls. She only trains girls. And it kind of seems like maybe there was an allusion to the fact that she's got them on both sides. So I'm wondering if maybe the merchants are involved in that because they're God, an old money family. I can see it happening. There's so many things. There is. There's like so many things. We didn't really explain <laughs> this book very well we just well, jumped in it's a read along so if yeah. you're not reading along and you're confused then read the you book. really <laughs> should just go get the book yeah <laughs> it's on kindle unlimited it is really good i i'm excited to i'm excited oh. to finish up so i think what do you think is gonna happen next well theo just got into a f argument with ruth and i think that sorel is gonna try to demand to know what's going on i think he's gonna tell her about henry yeah, I I hope so. I just I need answers. We're we're 50% into the book and I'm so much more confused than I was at the start. Yeah. I don't know. Callie Rose is like really good for throwing or Callie Rose. What the fuck? I just woke up. Callie Hart is really good at like throwing plot twists and stuff though. Yeah. Callie Rose is an author. She just does paranormal romance. Mhm. Mm Not this. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah, her Crooked Center series had stuff like that, too. So I'm excited to see how it goes. Me, too. So let's get back to it. And then we will check back in at the end of the book. All right, guys. Pause here. We are back. <sighs> you were right, Kelsey. I know. I was, and we found out, like, right after we started reading again, too. Yeah. So, she, uh, Sorrel had been driving, I guess to, to preface, her and Theo were, like, childhood best friends. They lived right next to each other growing up until her parents died. She moved to New York and then came back, I think, for, what, freshman year? 
of high school and then they they got together and then at some point they got into a car accident where she was driving she had like uh driven over some like an oil spill or something and she ended up going off the road and got a head injury then yeah so she lost her memory she's had multiple personalities that have taken over and this is the first time they said that she woke up and she actually like referred to herself by her name yeah so she was rachel she was also amelia and what was it christine Catherine. or Catherine. that's right yeah so she's done this multiple times but this was the last time so and actually she's 20 years old so they were doing this I want to say she had to have been what it was she her was, senior year that she, she got was the almost she was almost 18 when it happened yeah and so for two years they were uh setting up this like fake high school experience experiment at her real high school and we're trying to trigger her memories back. Yeah. And so, so it was one of those things where not everyone was in on the joke, but everyone was in on the joke kind of thing. Yeah. Which oh, it was insane. And it ended happy. It didn't happy. She did finally get her memories back. Falcon House was actually the uh, medical facility that she was yeah, at. The neurological center. Yeah, and Ruth, the person who she saw as a, uh, like, maternal figure, her foster parent, whatever, was actually the surgeon, her doctor. I'm not sure if I like Ruth. I don't. Yeah, I'm not entirely certain. Like, she did not have the best of intentions. She, She was a surgeon who wanted to do this really risky, like, surgery to help restore Sorrel's memories and with her brain injury. And she was kind of a bitch. She was super a bitch. Like, here's the thing. Like, Theo wasn't the most easy family of the patient to deal with. But that's because he had done, like, extensive research on all of this stuff. And he was going to school to be a doctor. Or that that was his plan, you know? So he wasn't completely, like, ignorant about what was going on. And he felt like the risks outweighed the rewards. And she was the only surgeon that was even considering doing anything like this. So I, but she was rude to him. Like he was rude to her, but I feel like she didn't even have a level of professionalism. Like, yeah, who, what kind of doctor just assaults somebody? Right. She assaulted him. And when uh, Sorrel came out of surgery, she didn't even update him. Nope. She, she straight up was like, oh, well, well, may- maybe the nurse will, but I'm going to go to a birthday party. Yeah. And I'm not going to be late. It was uh, not a great, not a great look for sure. So yeah. I, That's why he called her some kind of cowboy. But I mean, it did, it did end happy. She got her memories back after that surgery. She was out for a really long time, like in a, in a coma state. And uh, then she finally woke up. And she had it back, and there was, like, a really sweet note from her mom who had died of cancer. And apparently, she had been paying through her trust or whatever. She had been paying, what was it, three other students? Yeah. So, three other students who had been their friends when she actually was in high school with them. She had been... I mean, kind of. Well, okay, the two girls, I guess, had been her friends, but they had been, like, drifting away, whatever. I, nobody really likes Beth, but... 
Anyway, so she had to pay them, and then in the end, they gave the money back. And uh, Sebastian, I thought that there was a little bit of a sexual tension, at least on his part with Theo. It's he was really weirdly clingy. Did he you was, pick up that vibe? No, not the sexual tension vibe. Like, I like, like, the like he liked vibe, Theo. Though. He just wanted his friend, and he didn't want anybody else to have his friend. It was weird. I mean, but I didn't pick up that vibe. But it was just, uh, it was a really beautiful story. I was right. I wasn't necessarily correct on, like, the way it was going to go about. I mean, I guess I did say accident at one point. I don't know. I threw out so many theories when I I was like, no, I think she's Rachel, dude. Like... (laughs) No, you were right. I that is so weird because I didn't really pick up on that until you started putting stuff together. So I really would have been thrown for a loop if I hadn't had, you know, that theory in my brain. Am I good or am I good? It's so good. Um, it was sad though. I didn't cry. I did. But I definitely, you know, there were some parts where I was like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. But it wasn't like sad, sad. it was like beautiful, sad. Like you know? I, I cried when she was like Tell me you're in love with me and we'll spend the rest of our lives together. Tell me you're in love with me. And I was like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, it was, he was like, You remember? And I, yeah, I'm going to tear up right now, actually. I was, yeah, I cried during that part, during the tell me you're in love with me part at the end. And uh, after she woke up, and that's how she told Theo she had her memories back. And then the letter from her mom saying that there would be a ring in the snow globe, I was like, Oh. No. Yeah, I cried during that part. I love it. I loved it. I ended up really liking it. I'm I'm glad we read it. I am. So (laughs) (laughs) I just you choose such sad things. I can't blame you for I know I I blamed you for Yolanda Olson too, but that was a collaboration, so I can't blame you for that completely. But this one was sad. Happy. And beautiful, but it was beautiful. Yeah, I think. um, So here's the thing with me: the amnesia trope gets me every time. Every time, like if you ever want to wreck me, give me an amnesia trope. Like it it fucks me up. I don't know why. It it fucks me up in movies. It fucks me up in books. It fucks. Not that I watch many movies, but I think I've seen one amnesia movie, and it fucked me up. I just I can't handle it. I don't know why. I don't. I mean, they're okay. This would have fucked really me up even them. more. This would have fucked me up even more if we would have like more so followed Theo through it. Yeah, because he didn't get anything. I mean, which I get because it would have ruined. You had a theory, but it was still a little bit of a surprise. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally. So, I I get why she did it this way. I like that she did it this way. I'm just saying, like, if it would have followed Theo from, like, her waking up from the accident, not knowing who she was, not knowing who he was, I would have lost it. I would have cried the whole time. Yeah. I would have liked a little bit of snippets from – because she said that she remembered uh, Catherine and Amelia and Rachel. Like, she finally remembered all of her memories, including those other lives. I would have liked maybe some, like, bonus content snippets from those lives too just to see maybe a little interaction i mean like i said this was it was perfectly written i'm glad you know that this the story is what it is i just i would like some bonus chapters with like amelia and you know catherine and because catherine was the one i think who was she she was, was on drugs. Yeah, and- down a dark path. So, you know, and maybe even something from Rachel with them kind of falling in love and maybe Theo's point of view with that too. 
I'm, you know, all in all, though, I really, it is a five out of five story. It was good. It's just, I don't like to be sad, guys. Gordon's a wussy. I just don't like feeling, I'm <laughs> sad. Real life is sad. Why do I want to be sad? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but still. Um, I'm literally Eeyore personified, and I'm like, give me the sad ones. <laughs> I'm, I have reality to deal with, okay? Yeah. I want to escape into happy i'm okay, such a fluff when have, you, when have you ever had amnesia courtney i know <laughs> never <laughs> but still i don't know when we were into, children you know we've been friends for almost 21 years i know i still <laughs> i want i want like you know more, more heat and happy and fluffy holy shit though theo was the heat and this was good yeah, it was. I was not expecting because so at first I thought that this was like a high school book. And I guess for the majority of it, it was because she didn't even know how old they were until later. Uh, yeah. But yeah, for it being a high school, I was like, holy shit, there is some very mature spice content going on, like in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. The spice was super good. Yeah. And his dirty talk was probably some of my favorite dirty talk. Yeah, what he was at a point. He was hot. I need a Theo merchant. I know. <laughs> Without the amnesia like, part, you know. I've seen about this book. All right, guys. So what what do you want to hear next? We have our Facebook group. Unashamed of Smut Lovers podcast group. Yes. And then we also have our email at unashamedalslp at gmail.com. You can email us a book recommendations. We can put a poll up if you want in our Facebook group. Or you guys can just recommend stuff for our next read-along. We want to know what you want to hear. We're definitely not going back to Yolanda Olson. And this, I wouldn't mind reading a series from, you know, this author either. Like, we could do Crooked Sinners. Have you ever read Crooked Sinners? Uh, Maybe. The only thing I think by her that I haven't read is the Riot House series. Oh, yeah, that's that's the Crooked Sinners series. I was going to say, that's the only thing... It's so good too. I started it and I couldn't get into it. Uh, Yeah, I. You have to keep going though. I think that the. I think it was the second one with the English guy was my favorite. We need something that we're gonna have theories on. If you've already read it, then it doesn't count. That's fair. (laughs) Because I have. I know Um, theories. Yeah, we need something that we're gonna have theories on. We're gonna have emotions on. You know, Yolanda Olson gave us like shock and gore, and this one gave us all the feels. So yes, I would like. I personally would like to do another "What's Gonna Happen" feely book. There's one that I think would have been really good, but I've already read it, and uh, it's another amnesia book. You've really got a thing for those. They tear me up, dude. Uh, no, but it's one that I said was done beautifully. I thought it was, it, it's Wrath. Told you to read it so many times. It was done beautifully. I did not cry in that book because I thought it was just done so artfully. It's one of my top reads of the year. I don't know. We will figure something out and we will come back and let you guys yeah. know. We got two weeks. Next week's going to be a bi-weekly and then we'll have another read along after that. Because I'm digging them. I am If somebody's too. not digging them, like, feel free to let us know. Yeah. But I, this is fun for me. Oh, no. I'm I'm a fan of this, too. I think it's a little better than the short and sweet reviews that we do. 
just because we get to, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I love spoilers. I love talking about a book. And when I'm talking about it, I don't want to have censor every other sentence. I know. I feel like such a babbler in the bi-weeklies because I'm trying to like, uh, uh. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next week. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.